What's happening, weirdos? This is very exciting. This is the long, in my opinion, overdue episode with Maria Bamford, one of the funniest and most talented people to ever perform stand-up comedy, and she is wonderful. Go to mariabamford.com for her tour dates and her book, Sure, I'll Join Your Cult, uh, and all different sorts of projects. You just If Maria Bamford is doing it, do yourself a favor and check it out. I'm so excited she's here. I'm also super excited that we have a new Pete's pick on this episode. First time out the gate. This has absolutely changed both my life and Val's life for the better by helping us naturally produce more oxytocin. I'm sure you've heard about oxytocin. It is the feel-good hormone, and this supplement is known as Golden Hour by First Person. First Person designs precision, precision excuse me, targeted supplements made with functional mushrooms that aim to stimulate the body's natural production of specific neurotransmitters that triggers activities like energy, mood, and sleep. And Golden Hour does just that. Helps me tune in to a sense of joy, connection, and relaxed presence. It is unbelievable. I noticed it the first time I took it, within about 15 minutes, and the effect has built over time now that I take it every day. It just keeps getting better. Using those precision, I can't say precision today, precision targeted mushrooms, Golden Hour supports the body's natural production of oxytocin that mitigates stress and boosts the mind-body connection and may even help promote long-term cognitive health, but that's not all. I loved Golden Hour so much, I now take all three of the first-person family of supplements, and I'm so glad I do. Sunbeam maximizes productivity and creative activities by tuning into an inspired, focused mindset by supporting the body's natural production of dopamine to activate the brain's motivation and reward system. And Moonlight helps me stay in deep, restorative sleep longer, wake feeling clear and well-rested by supporting the natural production of the GABA neurotransmitter. So we have mushrooms targeted at these different parts of our brain, and it is incredible, and it's even better when you stack them. They're meant to be stacked. They build on each other and complement one another. So when I'm sitting down to work, I take both Sunbeam for dopamine and Golden Hour for oxytocin, so I feel joyful and motivated. And of course, I take Moonlight at bed. That gives me that perfect night's rest, deep and without getting up. It's incredible. It's 100% grain-free organic mushroom, as well as highly curated blend of nutraceuticals. First Person is a game changer, so start improving your brain health and cognition with First Person. You can get 20% off your first order by going to getfirstperson.com and use promo code WEIRD. And these statements, I have to say, I've not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, but go getfirstperson.com, promo code WEIRD, 20% off, support your brain, support the show. I'm absolutely obsessed. Speaking of obsessed, this is my Apollo Neuro. If there's one piece of tech, if you guys have ever seen me at a show or even on TV, I'm always wearing my Apollo Neuro because it has changed my life hands down more than any other piece of technology that I own. The Apollo Neuro is a new wearable that helps your body recover from stress by sending vibrations into your body that sends nervous, uh, sends signals to your nervous system by giving it the sensation of being touched or held. Apollo can help you relax, sleep, focus, and be more productive. It's like a wearable hug for the nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. If I do something very stressful, uh, like, I don't know, visiting home or something, I put it on rebuild and recover. If I'm traveling a lot, I put it on uh, unwind. 
the whole time I'm on the plane and it's just giving my nervous system the signal, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And it lulls you and you feel your shoulders rest and you just merge into what is. You can wear it on the wrist or the ankle. Apollo Neuro is like finding the fuse box for your emotions with settings for energy, feeling social, clear and focused, rebuilding and recovering, calm, which is great for meditation, unwind, which is great for getting sleepy before bed, and fall asleep, which is great. It's a non-chemical way lull yourself back to sleep. Apollo Neuro was developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts on chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years, and their effect on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials. So give it a try. 10% off at apolloneuro.com slash weird. Support your body. Support the show. A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash weird. And I am on the road. Go to pedomes.com. I'm going to be at Largo on September 5th. Hope to see you there if you're in Los Angeles. In the meantime, enjoy my chat with the hilarious and wonderful Maria Bamford. Get into it. So nice to see you. There's your microphone. Here we go. Just get in. (laughs) Get in here. Just jump in. Take it off. Just get in. Run inside. You're Um, wearing a gladiator sandal. I am, of course. These like are your the, bit. these are my dead mother's sandals. I was going to ask, are those your dead mother's? <laughs> Every time I see you, I go, is, "Are those your dead mother's frames?" No, but uh, she did have some like this. Those oh. went to my uh, my niece. Uh, my niece wanted them. Are we pissed about that? Well, well. there's a little tug, tug of war back and forth. And I said, <laughs> "We're hurting the glasses." I mean, these aren't. They're durable, but they're not. Yeah. When did your mom uh, pass? Uh, that was like uh, four years ago, and my dad just passed away about... What if I was like, and you're still wearing the sandal? <laughs> like, I think you yes. should be over it. No, no. And we're still thinking about her? No. Move on! Move no, on, she's, Marie! Uh, she's... Uh, these are great sandals, turns out. My mom buys a, a hardy sandal. A fashion, And they're fashionable, And they're they? fashion. Well, I mean, I guess Barbie wears a, a sort of sandal like this, so I guess it is fashionable at Can this moment. I'll tell you why I thought it was fashionable was that you you say OCD is the new gladiator sandal and only on that I go I guess gladiator sandals are cool because you wouldn't say that if well, it was they, like they're the new they were at that time I think that was in the I don't know in the tens yeah. um, are we is this the show is it happening this is the show is okay. That okay okay no that's okay no I get I get anxious like I'm like is this the show or am I can I open up this you bottle? may. No, is this for me? Yeah, it's also for you. Holy this is, crap! That's about that's a little bit of caffeine that's and then classy ad- adaptogens that help calm you. It's sort of like a I, I don't know how to describe her. it, but it helps you calm down and focus. And you're welcome oh my to god! It. So I've mine. already had a nitro cold brew, but I'm gonna put this in my purse. Yeah, like the old drink woman that later. I am, and drink, drink it later. Wet wet fruit. <laughs> Sorry, I've been listening to your comedy no, no, thank you so for... much in that prep. Is... And also just as a fan, but like today I I, no, oh, no, that's I loaded kind. up. That's... You have such a way. Yes. You have such a way with words. I love people give your voices and your characters and your and your style, which all deserve a lot of credit, but I really love your language. I think you're a genius writer. Thank you. Thank you. I'm tr- super fun. We're trying. We're all we're, trying. You know, we're, we're trying. We're all trying. <laughs> Oh, Have wow. a sip of that water. Yes, I, want I will. You to. Okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna vamp. Okay, vamp. Ah, bamfoo, bamfoo. Thank God uh, that's over. Now, <laughs> so what is now your podcast? Is there something I should be covering? Is there something? Is there a way to 
Uh, I think you're in very safe waters, okay. given your interests and okay. your style. Okay. I, I love that you said that you, what do you say? You preemptively, you're preemptively honest, like preventative. Oh, pre- preventatively honest. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody, yeah, yeah, I just want to let everybody know. But I also think that is a safety measure. If you tell yeah. everybody what's going on inside you, maybe somebody will say, hey, 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 looks like you're struggling. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you might get a little, um, there's so much mental health care options you know, through social media, like everybody's educated about yeah. it now. Yeah. So somebody might say, ooh, that looks like uh, uh, like you're going into an episode. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it's nice. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, emotional vocabulary is going through mm-hmm. the roof. Uh, like I, it's very, I have a daughter. It's very common to hear other parents. I thought it was just us like hippie West coast, but you go all around the country and you hear parents being like, sounds like you're having some big feelings Yeah. and I'm going to give you some space. You know what I mean? I'm like, fuck. Yeah. 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 You hear parents apologizing yes. more unheard of again. No, in the eighties. Yeah. Unheard no, of. I know, yeah no. Don't crack that veneer. No, my mom, my mom apologized, began apologizing once she went to school for, uh, she became a marriage and family therapist and then she oh, started well. apologizing. And I love my mom's apologies were blanket. It was sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Like Which an really kind fan. of does yeah. the trick. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> sorry, it's, sorry, like sorry. it's also, you know, being a mom, you never win or parent. I'm sure you yeah. just, you're never going to win the game. And so you just, yeah, keep it, uh, keep it coming. But to um, frame it that way, that's a way to win. That's how I would explain it to my parents. I'd be like, it's the, like the power struggle is over. Yeah. I don't live with you. Mm-hmm. And now you could really knock it out of the park with a very simple, like, you know, Peter, <laughs> I never meant to uh, ever scare you or make you uncomfortable. <laughs> I do that. You ever make yourself yeah. cry yeah. doing an impression of your parents? Oh, is that your father? That's my father. And it's a great impression. Oh, <laughs> your father. Now, uh, how, what age are they at? What are They're they? in their eights. Okay. They're bad eights. Oh God! No, Are they having I, I'm some? I'm joking. Hard? No, no. I just mean some. You know, sometimes you see an eighty that's like Jack Lalanne. You know. Oh God! Yeah, no, some doing people are pull-ups. Really killing it. They're not my really dad, pull-up eighties. Yeah, my dad in the end bad, was. Uh, I keep trying to volunteer around town, and nobody will hire me because they said I will fall over. Yeah. I'm a liability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's, Which is bullshit. Hire everybody. Everybody gets to be shit at everything. Like, like let them be shit. Yeah, let them fall over. I know. What we you all mean. get to participate. Come on. It's way better than falling alone. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Exactly. You're gonna be falling. Well, you might as well fall at Ace Hardware. And that's where we found him. He had fallen at home. Um, he had gotten well. He gotten COVID because he had been out and about with his his girlfriend Mary, uh, having a great time. But um. <laughs> that is- Oh, Dad, I don't even know your dad, but of course he was out with Mary. Yeah, they were having a hoogies and um, uh, in line for hoogies. Peak Cove. Yeah, he yeah he had some COVID, uh, got some COVID, and then uh, that took him out of the game. But I think the reason he uh, the COVID hit him so hard was because he had this late in life, and I don't know if this is a thing, but I've heard from other people. Uh, dementia anorexia where it's like he got very karen carpenter in the past two years of his oh, life wow. was saying oh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna put on any weight you know i'm not gonna be he got very fat phobic like look at he po- pointed it, it po- poked in my dad my my husband's stomach and said 
What? <laughs> you put on a couple of pounds. What's happening? Like that's it the was control very, fantasy. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. It was really. Val and I always say, "Where is your anxiety pooling?" Oh, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. mercury. It's like little drops of mercury, and sometimes it just like the gravity goes, and it all goes to like. Am I at my ideal weight? Yeah, dysmorphia or yeah, the dysmorphia. or the number. The number. Is yeah. it oh, is it this number? Oh God. People love a number. Well, in the sense that the unhealthy part of us likes obsessing, likes uh, fixating. I was having a mild fixation today uh, where I was trying to text the special thanks for my credits, uh, okay. for the credits of my new special. Okay. So I'm pasting it in the email. Nice. And it's yeah. sent. And then I was like, oh, no, um, I forgot one name. I add it, and then I paste it again. And, of course, in the email, it's now shrunk it to, like, an ellipsis. You ever see where it, like, goes, like, well, you sent this twice, so we're going to eliminate it. And it's just the the name I added. (laughs) And I'm like... And then you know, and I know you know, because you're so open about... This is anxiety. What we're talking about is anxiety. No, no, yeah. Because I write, "Um, sorry, my phone's being wonky. And then I text it. To my friend, the full list. And I go, can you email this to the list? He does it, Maria. I open it. It's been (laughs) truncated to three dots and two names. Oh, no. And I go and I start writing, hey, everybody, just so you know, the the list isn't two names. And then I stop. And I go, this is anxiety. Mm. And then I delete it and I just let it be. And then 20 minutes later, I just go, just so you know, the full list is about 30 names. You just got to make sure. <laughs> like, I, 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 I wouldn't say I lost, but that's where my anxiety happened to be pooled. Death it wasn't even yes. about that. It was just like, it's fucking crazy to be here. So your dad was pooling it on Yeah, wait, wait. And I, what this broke my heart is when we uh, went to his house uh, when he was in the hospital and the book he had open on his couch was The Mindful Way Through Depression by John Kabat-Zinn. Never be mindful during your depression. There's no reason. Oh Knock yourself gosh. out with the uh, flat end of a shovel, as my friend Jackie says. Like, there is no need. No. You're saying when your mind has become an unsafe neighborhood, you don't want to follow your breath and just kind of walk around with no flashlight, right? Is that it? I tried. I tried. I, th- I thought that was monstrous. Uh, when I went, uh, yeah, I, I was in a outpatient treatment thing for a couple times, and they keep giving us this book, which is called David Burns. Um, I believe it's called Change Your Mind, Change Your Life, or something like that. And it's all things where it's like cognitive behavioral switches, like I, you know. I, uh, I'm depressed, or what if I have the feelings that are depressed? Like, right, right, right. like just is like, yeah, it doesn't matter. There's a razor in my head that's vibrating. Like, mm. I, I'm not taking in any of this nonsense. It's funny when we, I, I quote that all the time. Ramdas said that too, which is like, ins- and I do it. Yeah. But I, I have to check my sort of um, mental health privilege, I suppose. And I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meaning it works for what I'm dealing with. Yes. I'm having like a down in the dumps day on my scale. Sure. And I go, you know, it helps me a little bit to go, there is depression. I yeah. see it. I'm not going to identify with it. But you're saying you know, you're, there's a level that's way you're, yeah, past you're, that. On the knife's edge or whatever for years. And some people, you know, going through having to do uh, where you get ECT therapy or or whatever, or people genuinely going through daily trauma or, uh, you know, people are unhoused. Like, it's just like, 
fuck you. (laughs) Like little mental games. Yes. Don't work. Don't. Yeah. And it's annoying when someone just goes like, maybe just. uh, Yeah. And and you're talking to someone who does. Again, I try to always say like, this is just kind of for like your everyday little. Yeah. Whatever's. That helps me, but like, so you're talking to someone who does say that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And yet, I'm very interested in, in what you're saying. This difference. Oh there's a, there's my. a, there's another league. There's <laughs> another another level, and I think I, I, you know, I'm I'm definitely yeah, I am definitely privileged. I have uh, all the meds and uh, and all the healthcare, which is still. I, I was like, you know, just like, don't be surprised. If mental health care or any health care is shitty, it's not your fault. Don't take it personally. Everybody's struggling to maintain their, you know, like, like you're just not going to get the greatest, even if you have a shit ton of money to throw at it. I yeah. once paid three grand for uh, three days in a, um, uh, it's called Las Encinas in, uh, it, it, they told me I could. I stopped. I was there because I was like, "Oh, I'm suicidal, and I, I just uh, need a place to get my meds checked out." And they, I thought my insurance covered it, but as soon as I was in, they said, "Oh yeah, no, it doesn't." And they'd already taken away my purse, but I said, "Well, you're gonna have to, need to get the purse out because uh, they would only take cash," which I think is so funny. <laughs> um, that one of the signs of mania is to send spend irrational amounts of money on something. That's useless. And uh, <laughs> wow. So it's not it's not great. I went to a friend who's uh, have a friend who's unhoused. Um, we went through the currently yeah unhoused. Uh, I've known a comedian for thirty years, and um, yeah, I think just the situation circumstances are very. It is very easy to lose your housing, and uh, yeah. So we went to the Department of Social Services here in Los Angeles. Uh, it's about a this time it was about an hour and a half wait, which is pretty delightful. Actually, I was surprised. Uh, went through all the um, to the different dwarves on the way to the troll under the bridge, <laughs> and who was a lovely man named Robert. Now Robert, Robert, Robert looked Robert Trollman. <laughs> Sorry, Robert's job is so difficult, and he could barely make eye contact with this, with us as he was telling this. He's like, "Yeah, there's no there's no housing," and I was like. Wow, I thought that was the case, but thanks for letting us know. And then they uh, mean like, uh, oh, there's no what's emer- the word for the housing, like help housing. Like, there's no emergency housing. Emergency there's housing. nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. So yeah. you're back on the street, and um, and so all right, my friend, you know, lives lives in a car situation, and um, so all right, no, so then. Uh, Robert said, well, there is something, but it's a pilot program. Oh, my God. Okay, what what is it? So it only, you, you have to sign up through another agency. <laughs> it was another thing that involved um, about 30-mile drive through to Los Angeles, which is, as we all know, uh, like asking someone to go to uh, Singapore via uh, Nairobi. What What's going on? Is there a purpose to this? And then... Uh, so we found out what that was. He said, yeah, it, it pr- provides $400 towards housing. All right. Um, what housing will take this $400? He said, I don't know. Well, thanks, Robert. Wow. It's been a great afternoon. Wow. Um, and this, That's that brutal. kind of like, it, and I think that kind of trauma that happening every single day, you know, I, I just. Helplessness. I, I, that, 
mindfulness is not going to do yeah, the trick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. To go, hey, you know, as you feel the 110 degree heat on your, uh, on your brow as you're waiting uh, for something that will not be available... Mm. Uh, let's mm. just breathe in through the nostrils and <laughs> out through the mouth. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and I say that saying, uh, you know, I'd, I I have not done you know to help my friend beyond being there with her, and you know have I tried to do uh, you know pay for uh, hotels and stuff like that. Uh, but then it's like, yeah, there's no solution. There's yeah. no solution beyond yeah. T- yeah. So wow, wow, you know. This is sort of a right turn. I, I appreciate all of all of that. And the one of the topics that came up in your album, speaking of anxiety, speaking of difficulty, was um, Debtors Anonymous, yes. which I didn't know anything oh about. Oh my God, it's the greatest. What is it? Google any problem and you can find a solution. It could be an anonymous program, <laughs> but um, it could be anything else. I got to tell you, Googling is so powerful. <laughs> Uh, you sound like Trump. So powerful. Google it. Google, Google. A million results. <laughs> you type it in point zero zero two seconds later, you got so many results. Debt. You got a problem with debt. Maria Bamford struggles with that. One of the best. One of the best. <laughs> what does it mean? Um, what, is, uh, what does it, it well, mean? It's basically, it's, it, and this is one person speaking about it. So I apologize to all my friends who get mad at me. Well, wait, not even I, the program. Before you, t- before yeah. you shit on the program. <laughs> If you do, if you want to, what no, you no, want no, to do. No. What is the issue that the program is addressing? Um, Debtors and Well, I think the idea is, I, I believe this program started in the 80s, which starts around the time that things become, uh, or, well, credit cards become more of a marketed right. situation. So there's that. It's also something that happens uh Oh, wait, so these are people that can't stop spending. Yes, shopaholic or, is the could could be that, <laughs> but it stupid. can be anything. So, yeah. like AA, I don't know if you've known anybody who is in sure. uh, the, the Bill W. program. Uh, Bill Wilson, we all know his last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, who books that? Who books that? <laughs> well, <laughs> turns out you can it's just... hard to get it's hard to get up at some of those meetings in West Hollywood. <laughs> Uh, to get stage uh, yeah, time. <laughs> you'll have to. Uh, Brad P. We have Brad P. for Sunday. So, um, anyways, you, uh, the great thing about twelve-step programs, I love them. They're free. Number two, free. Number three, they cannot kick you out. That's one of their main rules. Uh, so, and also another great rule that they have is, um, and they're all individualized, so they're not all under one thing, but they're peer. It's all run by peers, so nobody's in charge. Yeah. Um, and that's also delightful, though terrifying. Mm. And um, my husband, I brought him to a meeting. He said, these people need professional help. Yes, yes, they do. And yet none is forthcoming. And so here we are in this Zoom breakout room. But uh, yeah, so it's great. It's also problematic. It was started in the 30s, so it's got pseudo-spiritual sort of Judeo-Christian language. It's a real turnoff for anybody who was raised sure. uh, in a religion. that can re-traumatize you. Oh, sure. my God. But what I do, and uh, I ignore all that, and I just take the stuff that makes sense that to helps. me that I like. What was, if you don't mind, which what is, was the issue? Oh, go ahead. Which is eye contact. I like eye contact. Yes. I like hearing other people's stories of people trying to 
do something different yeah. that's somewhat more healthy. Like I like harm reduction. Like, oh my God, I can't stop whatever it is. I can't stop taking heroin. Yeah. Well, can you have a pizza along yeah. with that heroin? Yeah. Why don't you eat a whole pizza and then do the heroin? Like, yeah, like let's just, yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, um, so for me, I went because I did, I just didn't know. Uh, I lived in Minneapolis. I was 20 until I was 24, and I just did not know how to have and keep a job. I just didn't. I moved to Los Angeles. I was. And what was the compulsive behavior that was uh, tied to I that? I think just asking for money from my parents. That which, was the. Yeah, which was like, what? And they were like, yeah, no, you're, we're done. And, uh, and, I think it is a product of living in a city or a society or an economic system that it doesn't provide um, social welfare. So I think that's part of the reason DA is a thing in the US, London, uh, South Africa. You know, it's like it's only happens in certain major cities. It's interesting, you know, mm. that it's a big deal there. And um, what did it look like when you weren't able to keep a job? Um, well, I worked at very, uh, I had a degree in English. And uh, despite that, not that these aren't great jobs, but I would take a job um, where I would, I was waitressing, which I was terrible at i am <laughs> I not you started strong like no the, no not no. even the first hello i do not give off the vibe that everything's going to be okay which is what <laughs> which is what you want in a server yeah your tables had a lot of like chatter like i don't think it's coffee yeah no and they were correct <laughs> um so when i moved to los angeles i could not keep a waitering job because People are at a professional level here. Nobody's having it. Nobody's like, no, it's okay if I didn't get my side of kale with a with a lemon on this, but a yeah. full lemon. And yeah. you know what to charge me for a whole lemon. You know that's on the that's on the on the menu. And um, a whole lemon. Um, <laughs> um, like you belonged in like a quaint. Like a small town, Minneapolis. Where, where, yeah, exactly. Where people are sucking it up. The, and, people and, are like, "Well, this is a theme. well, it's cold, but she's trying." Your dad should be allowed to suck and fall. These these groups should be able to run themselves, even if there are things that suck. Like we're we're like a suckless society. Yeah, yeah. And it's not really working because we don't have room for the broken or the, broken. the or the learning. And I love. I love broken. I love an open mic night. I'm going to one tonight, 9 p.m. Not to say the people at open mic nights are no, broken. No, I'll say that. But I... As one who went. Yeah, and as one who would go. Yes, there's they're a brokenness. They're great. They're so great. Well, you're I, drawn to humanity? Well, yeah, I yeah. love to see something I've never seen before. Like, oh my God, someone's nude and crying. And, yeah, where, yeah. where are we going with and, this? There's only three minutes left. I can't <laughs> wait to see how this ends real. up. Yeah. You'd rather that than like slick or Colgate or polish, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, there's That's no false. need. Like, I mean, I, I love something well-crafted. I really appreciate, and I love comedy. Um, but I also, yeah, I appreciate someone trying. Yeah. Like trying. I yeah. want to see, I don't want to see someone yawning on stage saying, huh, what else am I going to talk about? Fuck you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want this to be the best, out. like, 
that something you've thought about all day yeah. long. Yeah. Um, but and I don't know why I'm swearing so much. Yeah, it's so energizing and exciting. Goddamn swearing is yeah. wonderful. <laughs> I I really relate to what you're saying. Yeah. And it's the same with conversation and stuff. That's why I was like, I feel like you'll enjoy this podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's like, let's get into it. Let's yeah, find yeah, yeah, that yeah. thing that's that's that. Well, and I, I think that twelve twelve especially debtor Thomas, I just had nowhere else to go. Yeah. I, I couldn't make my rent. I was renting from this place that the landlord accepted sex for rent, according to the teenage runaways who were next door to me. Oh, no. And I was like, hey, now, I also had like $5,000 in medical debt because I had a, I got an STD and I went to, <laughs> it, I let it get so bad that I went to um, Pan- Planned Parenthood, which was in Hollywood. And it, my STD was so bad that they said, why did you let it get this far? And I was like, "Why did you let it win?" Yeah, Maria. <laughs> and, and I was like, "Wow!" I mean, you have to let it get bad. Yeah, for Hollywood. Pa- a Hollywood <laughs> is like, yikes! Yeah, like, whew. and you're the twelfth person I've seen today with this. Yeah, it's yeah. not so unabated. But yeah, so did I did you even think I don't want this? This looks like you were encouraging it mentally. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Put some plantings up there. What's going on? Is that um, fertilizer? Is that fertilizer? Oh. Um, but yeah, so I had been in another 12-step program. I'd been in Overeaters Anonymous for about five years at the time because I had been bulimic. What? A white woman? Uh, <laughs> I've lost interest in my own narrative. Sorry. Wait, wait, does that tie to your dad? Um, possibly. Think might I be? think my dad might have been the source, but I think he put it through my mom because my mom was the only one who ever got freaked out about diets and food. Mm. My dad never said anything, uh, but I realized she may have been, been parroting some stuff that he was saying, but without saying it was from him. Because my dad never said anything about it to us. Mm. But as soon as she died, I was like, oh my God, it's been coming from this guy the whole time. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, wow. So, uh, yeah, very weird, but... Sorry, you were you oh, were but, saying you you had you went to overeaters. Oh so, yeah, so I was like, okay, I had a sponsor who said, yeah, you're not making enough money to live on, because uh, I I worked at a, a bakery loading trucks at night in L.A. because that's the job I could I could had the confidence, uh, and that's a great job. But the guys around me who were all Spanish speaking, you know, who were like this, they all call me uh, onion face, cara de cebolla. And they, um, one guy Wait, who was why really. Why onion face? Were you always crying? Because I got a big white round face. You, they're red onions. Maybe after a few weeks in the sun, they'll call big you one. red onion face. <laughs> big white round face. Um, so, onion uh, face. Onion that's face. your rap name. And yeah, that's so true. Oh my God, that's so good. Um, uh, yeah, those guys were like, what? what are you doing? Like, they, they were questioning my life choices. The, the guys yeah. were like, why are you here loading trucks? Um, yeah, you speak English. What are you doing? And I, uh, yeah, so I went to... What is uh, the answer there? Well, Only I... Only because there is, I'm noticing my own privileged bias. You have two parents, Minnesota. Yeah, two parents in Minnesota. You moved to LA. Yeah, and... There wasn't like a, a cushion or... No. Yeah. I just thought... This is a great idea. I'm gonna move. And then you couldn't wait tables because that wasn't working. Yeah, it so just you, wasn't working. You sort of. And I was too. Yeah. So I thought 
I also like solitary positions. So loading trucks was great. I do like physical work. So I was like, this is awesome. Mm. But then it wasn't making enough money. It doesn't it doesn't pay uh, enough to live on, as we all have read in The Economist. And so, uh, and everyone knows who has those jobs. So mm-hmm. um, I had the job. So then I went to Debtors Anonymous. And what it is, just like any group of people, if you farm out an idea to five people at a diner or wherever you go, they'll go, what are you doing? And then <laughs> five people have ideas. And so I, they were like, well, wait, so what What other skills do you have? And I was like, well, I guess I can I can type and I can, uh, you know, I have an English degree. And they're like, sign up at 10 temp agencies. I did that. I called them every, I became willing as a part of um, people's support, said, Call every single day. Tell them you're available for work for temp agency. And I was like, but I don't know how to answer phones. They're like, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And but all I did genuinely need that human support mm. of like, yeah. I don't know how to do something, and I still do. That's why I really like places like that. I I don't know. I mean, I did a book deal. I did not read the contract. Mm. I did. I still don't know how to live life mm-hmm. properly, and I and I and think that's it, where I get myself in pr- trouble. Is like going, oh, somehow I, I should be prideful and and I should know how to do this. And yeah. it's, that's where I get myself in a pickle because I I think you don't necessarily have to go to a professional you to slow yourself down and go. Hey, I'm thinking of signing this book deal. Should I read it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Maria, why don't you read it out loud? Let's yeah. have um let's have a juice box. Read it out loud and see what you're signing yourself up for instead of just going, "What? This is awesome." Then uh, what I ended up doing is I gave my whole advance to uh, an editor because I was so frightened. I was so frightened that I didn't know how to write a book. So I gave the whole advance, which, fine, it's okay. He was lovely, but Wait, also- you gave the advance back? No, I gave the advance to an editor, an outside editor, to help me write the book oh. because I was so afraid that I couldn't write a book or that I wouldn't do a good job, which is all about fear, terror. Uh, yeah, who, where did you Craigslist? Uh, no, no, no. I found I'll, I found a guy man, who's I'll happily take your advance. This guy who uh, did he was a, a good be, guy, yeah, great guy. No, yeah. and deserved every penny. I'm a pain in the ass. Yeah. So it was great, but had I slowed it down, I might have said, "Hey, Maria, why don't you pay half of the you know half of the advance to him, pay half to yourself." So you don't have to be touring the whole time. Also, if I had read the contract, I would have known uh, more specifically uh, when the book, when I'm done with the book, I don't get to decide that. The publisher decides whether they think it's done or not. So if they don't think it's done, I need to pay that money back if they reject it, which in in a sense, I may have... um, taught myself a lesson but that I need to I owe somebody 50 grand um, to yeah. find out that I didn't want to write a book you know what I'm saying like it yeah. is a debt yeah. on some level because you lost the, you could have lost the advance and then owed the advance yes yeah so had I slowed that down and and it, that's not what happened it's it's worked out fine but I really love the idea of it I don't always do it obviously I didn't do it in this but is to 
crowdsource other ideas. Well, what I'm loving about what you're saying is there's something beautiful about get, and I'm I'm using the word broken and including myself yeah, in yeah. that broken people. There's there's this quote that keeps coming to mind: if we despise our own brokenness, we tend to despise the broken, and I think we see that a lot. And people discard people. And if I were making a little short film about this, some of these stories you've been telling is how you keep going to imperfect places and getting help. Oh my God. And isn't that beautiful? Well, yeah. I um, I have a Kickstarter that I did because I wanted to do uh, this thing about OCD that's, you know, it's, it's, it's not a topic a for series? everybody. A web series? I watched so, it. Oh, yeah. Just two... It's two, incredible. Yeah, two little... It's so well done. So, thank you. And you're so... It's called Oh No No CD. CD. Oh, sorry. No I CD. blew it, Maria. I'm No, no. You're, don't be aware. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just uh, didn't want... It's so good. Th- oh, that's... And I, 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 I slowed it down because I was like, I started to get this manic, like, I'm going to do 17 episodes in one month and I'm going to send everyone champagne. And then I had a meeting with two, <laughs> with two people in my dinner. Everyone gets champagne. You know, when you just like have these like crazy I, ideas. I don't have bipolar, but I get manic as well. And yeah. I just have to go. No promises today. Yeah. Or I'm going to give everyone everything. Yeah. yeah. Just let it go. Let ta- it go. Let ta- it go is a good one. I talked to <laughs> two people in my Debtors Anonymous group. One guy is a um, meditation teacher. The other person builds furniture. And I said to these guys, we had French fries. I bought the French fries at this place called Everest Burger in my neighborhood where only the, the French fries are very I'm good. Um, no, <laughs> Everstburger on Lake Avenue. <laughs> Go, Altadena. Any- <laughs> Anyways, great. And um, they were like, hey, can you do 17 episodes more? And I was like, no. And they're like, how many do you think you can do? And I was like, maybe three. And they're like, well, what if it was the best of all possible world? So I ended up doing a Kickstarter, which is under the auspices of slow business. I do three, only three episodes over an undisclosed amount of time. Mm. I paid everyone, including myself, uh, union level wages. So for their time and uh, yeah, and also, there's so there's no exp- and also no um, rewards. Everyone, no matter how much you got, got demo- democratic rewards back, which is built-in disappointment with me. Uh, you get to the feeling of like, oh, I was really let down by Marie Bamford. That's yours. <laughs> That's, free. That's yours That's free. to keep. You mean ad revenue? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're talking no. about splitting ad revenue? No, 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 no. no what are we talking about? Uh, the, just Kickstarter. It was a Kickstarter. So oh, it was. Does any, uh, but what are you saying? Democratic rewards. What are the rewards that are being democratic? Kickstarter usually you have to give like people will go like, oh, you gave one dollar, I'll send you a sticker. Oh, you gave a hundred dollars, I'll have dinner with you you in Malibu. The the donators got rewards. Rewards. Oh, you give ten thousand dollars. Oh, I'll I'll make out with you in a public place. Yeah. Whatever it is, and so I (laughs) said, it's private. Yeah, (laughs) twenty private. Um, but. Uh, yeah, this, I said, I don't, everyone gets the same amount, no matter how much you give. And, uh, and then that also made it, I didn't have to be worried about all these rewards that I'd owe people. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I raised plenty of money to do these three episodes. 
I, and it was such a much more joyful way of doing it. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, and also, you're, you're very democratic in your style, these groups and these people in your life. It, it fits you. Yeah, well, yeah, but I wouldn't have done that had I not met with two other people who know nothing about show business. Overpriced. Who are just, just going like, that kind of sounds kind of stressful. What? Yeah. Why don't you do something less? Why don't you do less than what you're thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It doesn't doesn't have to be a trained professional or someone in your field to recognize a human overextension. Yeah, it's the, very normal. Yeah. We all do it. And I think that 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 stuff. I don't like that stuff about where it's like, you know, do you have a do you have a business coach? It's like, do you just have someone you could talk the barista? Yeah. At Starbucks, who you could yeah. go. Hey, what do you think about what I'm doing? I'm thinking of making these cups uh, that uh, at my home. Okay, I'm making cups. Okay, I'm kilning cups. I'm kilning cups in my stove. I'm charging a hundred bucks for them. Like, uh, you know, like yeah. just crowdsource it. Like, yeah. also with mental health stuff. Like, because you know, if you have Kaiser Permanente, you're gonna see. Even if you've had a terrible trauma, you've been almost murdered and raped, or what, and mm. fully raped. Mm. And I hate. Sorry, I, that's a trigger warning that I said that. I'm mm. sorry, mm. Uh, but they will uh, only see you once every six weeks. Like mm. there's no, the, the it's such a gaslighting by uh, mental health things where they go, hey, you, ask for help. You know, all these little memes. It's like, right. from fucking where? Where? Yeah. yeah. Um, or or you ask for help and it's not the greatest. And I, I'm not saying that, that you won't find wonderful therapists and stuff like that. I just don't want people to feel like an idiot mm. when you, because I felt like, no, oh, there was something wrong with me. It wasn't easy. That, yeah. it isn't, that it isn't the greatest. Can I ask you about the series... And boy, I hope this isn't an annoying question, but it looks like it might help. It helps me. Oh, good. good. When I watch your video, it made me feel a little bit oh, more good. comfortable. Oh, good. Because yes. we all know what it's like. I, I, look, I'm not trying to trauma compare or mental illness compare. I'm just saying you might think those videos are like, this is so weird. Um, and I'm watching it going like, yeah, I know what it's like when your mind takes over and you get away from yourself. So it soothed me. Does it soothe you in making it? Yes. Yes. Well, and I know that I'm now OCD and go to the ILCDF Foundation, um, International OCD Foundation. They have a lot of free resources, groups, all sorts of wonderful free things sources. online. Free. Everything's free. Um, uh but there's a lot more information out there about intrusive thoughts, about very taboo subjects. And so whatever you think is taboo in your culture, that's what where OCD is going to get you. Yeah. Uh, so things like pedophilia, people have fear. Um, that's a very common thing for people to have a fear that they're going to they're pedophiles or something, even though they desperately don't want yeah, to. Yeah, that's what I think is unique and interesting about some of your phobias is like you're afraid you might hurt somebody. Yes. It's actually... It's sort of weird to say that a phobia could be lovely, but at least it's it's sort of like earnest and <laughs> and sweet. <laughs> well, and it's something out of uh, maybe relig religious traditions of people who pray without ceasing. A lot of those saints were dealing with unwanted thoughts, oh, like saying, "Oh my God, I'm having this thought again. Oh, I can pray. I'll pray. I pray. Pray. Keep praying. Make oh, it go away." A lot of people have religious obsessions, fear that they've 
thought of something sacrilegious. Um, that's very common. Oh, like blaspheming, blasphemy, blasphemy. Yeah. Um, women with po- postpartum depression and and pa- well, I've parents. known women that had babies yeah. that their fear was They're hurting the baby. Hurt, it, hurt the baby. Yeah. And I've had it. This is weird, but to relate, I've had the fear. Um, I don't know if it changes it that I was stoned, but I was stoned and I was like, oh my God, I'm the biggest threat to me. Yeah. Like I'm the one that like keeps doing like driving and flying and you know, eating <laughs> fatty stuff. Like yeah, yeah. it's me. It was like, there was this other thing going like, you're the threat. And I was like, <laughs> you're right. And I was like, but it sucks. I'm in charge. And it was like, I know. Like it was a real <laughs> weird conversation. So I, I relate to the call is coming from inside the house. Right. It's you. Right. Yeah. No. <clears throat> the, the, well, that's a common one fear that you're going to kill yourself. Um, or, um, yeah, so I, I it is much. I think there's a lot of it, more info, information on TikTok and and uh, Instagram and stuff that you can look up about these issues. That'd be uh, funny, but TikTok looks like unwanted thought does. syndrome to <laughs> Maybe me. Sometimes, yeah, like it's just like the, <laughs> the hyper cut ones and the it's like Japanese energy drink ads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I'm like, yeah. what is this? Like, whenever I see someone on TikTok, I have a real hard time not being like yikes or whatever whoever they're yeah. following i don't know if it's the whole platform but a lot of it seems like a like like a like a hypnotizing you or something yeah yeah and there's and, and I, I yeah I, I know that but i know that there are some positive things that are coming out of it that people are getting education so yeah that's for sure great for sure. and um i know that i had some experiences when i told somebody about my intrusive thoughts of I don't know if you've ever told a therapist and then paid them $75 uh, to call the cops. Uh, They called the cops on you? Yeah, because, and the cops didn't come because we're in Los Angeles. And, uh, (laughs) but, you told them you were having some sort of uh, violent fantasy. Thoughts. Yeah, or, and, the, and yeah. The, which is different. It's not a fantasy. I mean, also, I want to say that anybody who's having fantasies of hurting someone or, you know, molesting or whatever like that, that deserves just as much fucking help as anything else. Uh, yeah, please, yeah. let's have people talk about this. I wish, uh, I wish, that one of the saddest, I mean, not only uh, the the actual assaults themselves, but... Like I wish some of the comedians, the the unregistered sex offenders out there, would address what's going on in their minds mm. about this material. Like, talk like about it, it in worse. your in your act. Like, mm. what is happening? Like, this is the perfect opportunity, especially oh, you mean if as opposed to acting like nothing happened. Acting like yeah. nothing happened, and or saying, "Oh, I went through sex addiction. Now I'm okay." Well. Fucking talk about it. Like mm. people are having this problem and like this is that's all what that comedy is for. Yeah, it's like it's a bad thing and that's all we want to know. Yeah. It's just it's just a bad behavior. We don't want to talk about like the steps that led there, the 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 shame that led there, the yeah. isolate the internal isolation yeah. that only encouraged it and then spiraled. Yeah, sexual assault is happening on the regs of uh, uh, you know domestic violence, uh, uh, you know pedophilia, all the child pornography. Like, if you're caught doing it, would you please do us the favor of talking about it? Like, mm. in saying what's and in, in, in a in, that comes from recovery or something like I, we don't least, want to talk about any of our shadow. Yeah, it's yeah. not you just mentioned the heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We really, as a society, don't want it. It's good and bad, and and we don't. 
one of our coping strategies as a people is like don't don't even look at it. Well, like if the bet, I mean, I don't know, and that's one thing I do love about twelve step programs is I do love the living amends yeah. of like if you know if you've done some shitty things. Number one, stop bugging the people. Don't bother the people that you hurt anymore. Don't make direct amends to them. Be a better person. Make amends in, and I say this to myself as well because I'm 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 not the greatest, uh, and I'm sure. yeah, I, I continue to make mistakes. I know um, my current album has uh, the first joke about it where somebody said that um, when I say I'm identifying as a little man uh, because uh, I'd like to get paid better. And somebody spoke, you know, said, hey, that's actually that joke is is transphobic. And which I now I totally see what they're saying. But I, you know, I'm an old lady. I did not see it at the time and I need to apologize you know Mm. and all i can do is change the joke Mm. like now change the joke and say you know the the material's out there uh yeah change the joke and shut up you Mm. know uh so uh, yeah that's interesting yeah i i i understand it's just it's it's a tricky subject well and it's i don't have i don't want to hurt anybody's feelings i want to respect everything and i understand well and i don't have a dog in the fight so why am i using that as a punchline yeah why am i using i mean if i'm gonna say oh i i would like to uh i'm a the joke is you know um i don't want to be a part of any group um you know i'm a woman but am i if i'm gonna be paid less than greg yeah no then i am i am I am not. I'm not a woman. I am now a man. I'm a. I'm a little man. I'm a little man. I'm a rich little man. Which that's better than identify as. Oh, a, I see. Which I oh, think. Oh, you just sort of fixed it. Yeah, fixed it. I understand. Yeah. Well, I think I fixed it. Let me know. <laughs> uh, I don't think you have to worry Instagram about that. Instagram me. You'll, DM. You'll <laughs> I listen. I will read all my DMs, especially the ones that are mad. Oh boy. Yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm because I would like to learn. I I would definitely. I find it good to to learn. Jesus Christ! If anyone takes time out of their day to tell me, "Hey, this bothered me, and here's why." Mm. Like, thank you, thank mm. you. Um, you know, some things I I don't necessarily like. I don't agree with somebody got mad at me about talking about twelve step groups in any critical way, and I I disagree with that. Like, I think. I have over 30 years of experience in it. I've had very negative experiences in 12-step programs. Along with, I do feel it saved me, you know, saved my life. Mm. But the guy totally texted me or tweeted at me and said, hey, you know, you shouldn't make jokes about 12-step programs. It saved my life. You bummed me oh, out. Oh, and I you disagreed. You. And, you, and, and I said, yeah, I disagreed. Yeah. And Or I say, I totally see how that would hurt your feelings. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Um, and And I am sorry. That because I understand how that would feel very hurtful. Yeah. At the same time, I get to have my own experience. Yeah. I get to, um, because I've also, uh, yeah, I get to have my own experience. Yeah, for sure. Which I have that with my family. My sister, you know, has told me numerous times not to do impersonations of her. <laughs> and yet, I've said, I love you so much. And also, she says some pretty hilarious things. She's also written about me and her mm. books. Mm. So I go, mm. well, I hear you. I hear that pain and, and acknowledge it and say, I, you know, I think 
yeah. She's I, a shaman and a life coach. Is yeah, that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And and that stuff, I. I mean, uh, you couldn't have asked for a. If I listen to your comedy and I was like, it would be great if she had a sister who was a shaman. Like, like, like if I didn't know that, I would be well, like, that would be perfect. And I w- want to acknowledge that that that's very vulnerable to be publicly to say uh, she's also b- blonde, blue-eyed shaman. Right. Uh, wow, uh, she's taken a hit from all sides in terms of. She's very sincere, which is yeah. not my gift. Uh, I do not. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say I'm kind of on the fence about everything. Really, Maria? Um, um, but, I, yeah. I, she, so she's our, yeah, she's vulnerable. So, uh, but I, 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 let me see. My current joke about her was, uh, oh, she wrote me an affirmation. Um, mm, Maria, okay, this one's for your job. How is it my fault they hired me? <laughs> um, so that's the, something to remember like when you're on set yeah, or something yeah yeah how is it my fault they hired me it's not my i had nothing to do with this debacle <laughs> oh my god what a weird which, one which she is she's super uh, my sister's very funny and she's super extroverted too mm. which um which is why I, I must compete with her to our dying day mm. <laughs> This episode is brought to us by our friends at Magic Mind. You're always hearing me offering Magic Mind to the guests. Why? Because I drink it every single episode. And when my guests drink it, I feel like we have a better conversation because it lights up our brains, gives you about as much caffeine as half of a cup of coffee, but also gives you adaptogens. It has like lion's mane mushroom, incredibly, very meticulously formulated formula. Formulated formula. I like that. So it calms you down a little bit. It's great when you take it with your coffee. Coffee, but it also has nootropics that help you think, focus, and concentrate, and it just rounds out the caffeine experience. I find it wonderful. I personally take it with coffee. A lot of people take it instead of coffee, sweetened with agave. It's not going to spike your blood sugar. It's not like a sugary energy drink. It's very natural. It's matcha. It's wonderful. It's like Creatorade. Athletes have Gatorade. Magic Mind is Creatorade with a mix of 12 functional ingredients. It doesn't get you wired. It doesn't get you jittery. gets you dialed in, helping you slip into that flow state for about five to seven hours, getting about 30% more productivity, more things done after you drink it, fighting off procrastination, fighting off brain fog and fatigue and some ADD symptoms, getting you into that sweet spot to get work done. If I'm going to write, if I'm going to do stand-up, if I'm going to answer emails, and they have a money-back guarantee, so any first purchase will be refunded. No questions asked if it doesn't meet your uh, the weirdo's expectations. That's you guys. I have never introduced a friend to it and not had them love it and be blown away. So we have a special offer for weirdos and our friends at Magic Mind. All you have to do is go to www.magicmind.co slash weird and use my discount code at checkout weird to get a 20% off your first order. That's magicmind.co slash weird and use discount code weird. Support your noodle, support the show. It means a lot. We're also, did you know, We're also brought to us by Blue Land. I'm jumping right into the the fun fact. Did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week? When I first heard that, I was like, maybe in a year. A week. That's right. The products that we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up 
barf ingesting. Luckily, our friends at Blue Land have set out to do something about it to eliminate the need for single-use plastic in the products we reach for the most, like hand soap. Did you know there is an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles thrown away each year? 5 billion. And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, which leads to excessive carbon emissions. It's a total waste. Not to mention the nasty ingredients in them, like chlorine and ammonia. But Blue Land is reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet by offering endlessly refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that I love. It looks great on your counter and I like that everything matches. Just fill the the bottles with water, drop in the tablets and wait for them to dissolve. Hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, laundry tablets, all with clean ingredients you can feel good about and no more bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run. Best of all, refills start at just $2.25. I recommend their Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started and comes in beautiful light scents such as iris agave, fresh lemon, and eucalyptus mint. And Blue Land has an offer just for weirdos. Get 15% off your first purchase of any product and get cleaning products that I love the look of and love that they're good for you and they're good for the planet. To get 15% off your first order, go to blueland.com slash Y-M-I-W, like you made it weird. You won't want to miss this, blueland.com slash Y-M-I-W. That's blueland.com slash Y-M-I-W. All right, guys, let's get back to it. Let me ask you, going back, only because I'm fascinated. It's not just a stock question. You moved to L.A. Where did the where was that first impulse as a child that you were like, showbiz? I, I, I can see, obviously, you're made of talent and, and expression is natural to you. But when you were a little kid, like, how old were you when you were like, that's for me? And then... I'd love to hear all of the origins. I love attention. I love, I mean, I think John Mulaney said it at the end of his, <laughs> and it was current special Baby J. He said, uh, now I'm fine. I don't need drugs or alcohol or whatever, but uh, all I need is all the attention. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. I <laughs> could relate with that. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I was three. I started playing the violin as a kid and then uh, Suzuki Method. And that felt great getting up on stage. I didn't really enjoy playing the violin, but I love the feeling of being watched yeah. by a group and then being applauded, yeah. uh, which is all that happens when you're three years old and you play a musical instrument. Nobody's booing at that point. Yeah. It's when you get in your 11s and 12s where they start going, ooh, <laughs> come on. You've been at this You've been at this for nine years now, kid. Um, you <laughs> fresh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. <Yeah. laughs> Your mother and father are putting less of money into this. Um, yeah. Uh, but then, that's very young. Did it come from some sort of deficit or a lack, or was it just kind of a natural, pure? I I think I, I mean I liked it, but my mom and my sister were very talkative, so they were chatty Cathy's. Also, um, they're likable people. My mm. parent, my sister, and my mother were very. They're likable personalities, whereas I was a bit of a glumgus, a bit of a sour apple, a bit of a weeping. Mm. There's a picture of me at the beach where I'm like, which is not unlike a face that I just made a few days ago. Um, <laughs> my, my husband asked is this me, "Is your face journal?" <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. My husband asked, did the, "Hey, did the dogs poop when you took them a walk?" And I said. Poops a billion! Sort of like in a rage, like, uh... Poops a billion? Who's afraid of a Virginia Wolf? Like, what? Why am I in so 
angry. Uh, so you didn't like the beach. I, I'm I'm understanding this, and it seems like you're observing reality. Like you're a bit about lying. You're like, this is crazy. Like people say, don't lie unless it's socially convenient. Yeah, yeah. And like <laughs> if it's a crowd pleaser. Unless it's some a philosophy that you're supposedly basing your entire life on. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, religion is a strange place. I remember thinking that as a kid being like. Just spit it out. I don't think my dad really believes that. You know what I mean? Or like, I don't think most of these people really believe. So that's a weird cognitive dissonance. So- a lot of your comedy seems to like we have this line. I have this line that I say that art is highly sensitive people reporting back to the group what reality feels like to them. Yeah, and that seems like a lot of what you're doing is observing quiet girl at the beach. You don't like it, and then it's bubbling up, bubbling up, and then it wants to come out. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, 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 and getting attention. I think that that you know, if I I, I definitely started doing voices when I was like probably four or five, like would watch TV and try to do different voices because my own voice was like a, a high whine. I think some would argue it still is. Mm. Um, <laughs> some scholars. Some scholars. Bill Burr. Why do I keep... Does Bill Burr say that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, uh, I assume he would. Dr. Burr? <laughs> no, she's got an annoying voice. Jace, yeah. I don't like it. Oh, I'm so glad you could do it. I love him so much. Me too. And I wish to Christ that he would like my material, but I, I know I don't know him very well. But he's I, got to. No, I don't think so. Because Who watches he's it? a killer. He's yeah. he's like did you see his yeah, beautiful but bears set? are friends with bunnies sometimes. <laughs> Um, Are they? <laughs> not during when it's uh hunt, maybe, but, but yeah. on the hunt. Did you see his beautiful set when uh, uh in Philadelphia, where he, where he, he turns on the ground, he turns on the yeah. ground. Oh. Yeah, you loved I, it. I love. I watch that every once in a while. Yeah, just to like, you know, get that feeling of like, yeah, you fucking do your material. <laughs> Those assholes. Yes. Which I, is the machismo of comedy. I did always like that because my dad wanted. I think needed a son, mm. so that was part of. I always liked. I think or have some pride about being like i don't fucking need anything i don't need anything mm. and also being around guys and handling myself i, th I thought i was very proud prideful about about that like when did stand up show up when did that your first time um like nine to 18 like the night i was 18? in college yeah i was in college they had a talent night and i did you did write a little routine yes i wrote a little you wrote it up. Yes. Did you rehearse it? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. Of course I did. In the I mirror, did. in the shower. In the mirror. Uh, I don't. I think I had room. I like to roommates. rehearse in the shower. That wasn't a lurid question. I was <laughs> no, just no, like, no, no, no. Um, because you're relaxed. You feel um, relaxed in the I, hot water. I yeah. I would do things to. I think I did it while walking because I. That's I don't good. think I had any private time. I had lots of roommates at the time. So. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, and I used props. I think for the first three years of doing stand-up, I did a lot of props, and I had my violin mm. uh, in probably the first five years, and then I moved to Los Angeles, and there were two other women playing the violin in their acts, and I said to myself, this is my chance to dodge this violin. Wow. Uh, nobody You're watching another it. violin act and being like, is that what I look like? Uh, well, no, and she, no, she was good. Like <laughs> oh, I was just good. like, oh, shit. 
Yeah. Yeah. Time like, to slowly back away. Yeah, back away from the nonsense. And yeah, because I think I only use the violin as a like something like a people pleasing thing of like, oh, well, she's good at that. Right. You know, like. What was the style of your first time going on stage? Was it voices? And oh, such? the same exact stuff I do now. Exactly. Really? really? Exactly the same. Let me, okay. All right. Was it well received? I, I, well, I, I must have felt it was. <laughs> yeah. Because I kept doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I keep doing it. Well, that's the thing. The first thing I wrote down on this little, I haven't looked at it once, but reluctant comedian. One of the things I love about you is there's a certain, and I feel this too, misfittedness, meaning if you like being given attention and you like being funny and you like writing jokes and you even like other stand-up comedy specials, the path to doing stand-up is and remains millions of things that are deeply unpleasant <laughs> and not necessarily right for the gentle creative spirit. This personal, yeah. Wouldn't you say? Like, you reference it all the time, like having to luncheon gigs and or like some casino gig yeah. where you're bombing. And well, I try to avoid those gigs at all costs. I am now... Uh, refusing to do one more benefit. Mm. There's no reason. Yeah. I'm hurting people yeah. at this point. The person who hires me is a fan. They have schizophrenia. We are, mon <laughs> you know, eye to eyeball, I see you. The yeah. people they're trying to get money from are Napa Valley winos. <laughs> the person who brings me up is going to be wonderful. It's going to be Yamanika Saunders. She's going to say before bringing up, is everybody ready to have a good time? I am not a good time. I am an assignment from a therapist. I am someone comedians come at, pop in to say, huh. And I am a uh, someone who can fill a Portland on a Tuesday night. Not a good time is such a fun thing to know about yeah. yourself. No, no. I mean, you're not a big, soft-bellied man with a beard that's going to talk about nachos at the ballpark versus nachos well, at Buffalo Wild. They would, Yamanika would have been great had she just been able to bring up the headliner, Howie Mandel. Everybody wants to see Howie Mandel, and that was the this proper was a three -person act. This was a three-person show. Uh, I bombed so hard, and I just... I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do that to myself or do that to other people. When you're bombing, are you locked in? Because one of the things, you're not a real, you are addressing the crowd and how yeah. it's going a little bit. But you yeah. also are trying to get on an inner momentum and you're inviting them along. Is that correct? Yeah. It's a For me, it's a theatrical event. So I'm just doing a show at people. Like I, That's I sort sometimes of what I'm saying. connect yeah. a little bit. Like this show was going so poorly. I mean, there's no noise and so at one point even, I believe it was 15 minutes in, I had uh, a 30 minute set. People started clapping in a way to suggest they either thought I was done or hoped I was done. Uh, either which, uncomfortable. There was a spattering of clapping to and like wrap you up. Wrap they up. were giving you the light. Yeah. And I said, I get it. Uh, I'm disappointed as well. I thought this was going to be fun. Unfortunately, I got 15 minutes left. <laughs> Wow. And um, I'm contracted. Paid yeah, paid. And that's that's even sadder when I'm taking money from schizophrenia research. Wow, that's terrible. Right. That's a bad, bad look. Um, while, while making people suffer uh, who just came to have a good time. Uh, 
So I, anyways, no to no to. We're benefits. saying the same thing, right? So you're a centrifuge, and you're going into your one person theatrical moment. And if a few blessed souls, let's say they don't know who you are, but a few people hook into you and they start getting it, then that spreads. Now you're murdering. You know what I mean? That that's a good Maria Bamford show. A bad one is like nobody can penetrate the little Tasmanian devil tornado, and then you're alone. They're alone. Everyone's suffering. Everyone's alone. Yeah. And I mean, as Yamanika said, everybody wants to have a good time. Yeah. Including me. Um, And so I, yeah, I was was on a train, um, a quiet car with my husband in Pennsylvania, out of Philadelphia. A man was playing The Price is Right at full volume. (laughs) And my husband said, hey, man, could you turn that down? This is the quiet car. And this man yelled, I'm just trying to enjoy myself. And I, I, I say that to myself now all the time. I'm just, I'm just trying to enjoy myself. Oh, and there's, that's what you took from it. Not <laughs> Christ, what an asshole, but just, and that's a mantra that yeah, I've yeah, stolen yeah, from this yeah. unstable, gruff man. Well, what the if quiet car is like dry clean only. But it's, it's like, you got to honor that. But what if the perfect time in that man's day like yeah this is the only time he gets quiet (laughs) it's not the price is right can't be can i tell you i spun the wheel once one time did you and i got a dollar not on the show backstage okay was it was it it as hard as it looks i'm gonna tell you something yeah it's heavy, right? It's it looks- very heavy. And I did a little, because I'm 6'6", six, six, so it's easier for me. I went up a little, and then one spin, dollar. Probably one of the biggest surges of like joy that I've ever felt in my life. And it was backstage. It wasn't even on the show. Yeah. It was just hanging out. But that I, that makes sense, because it's a, it's a childhood thing, too. It's a childhood thing. It's as close as I'll come to hitting a home run or something yeah, like yeah. that. It was like, it was, that was a home, it's a home run for people who can kind of exert downward force. Yes. That's all I needed to do. So let me ask you this. Bombing sucks, but when you killed, are you... Um, I just... I had a phone call today, and I was talking about how uncomfortable I get when I don't perform and, and how the world becomes more and more overwhelming. Even even this is a little bit of a performance. It's enough yeah, to of kind course. of stabilize No, I love being me. amplified. Uh, yeah. I assume this and is timed. my volume up. <laughs> yeah. And time. And time. I, noticed I do that. I'm with you. The thing that people might think would make us anxious is actually quite calming. Like, yes. I like that we're being filmed. Yes, no. I like that we're being recorded. Yes, it's safe. I'm with you. So when you do really well, which you do, don't you stop yes. it, you whole lemon. <laughs> um, do you feel, where do you put that feeling on the spinning the prices oh, right? Is it, it an, feels, is, it feels lovely, but also I think, um, and, and also I, I think with the, the, acting as if I don't want to do well in comedy or I don't yeah. uh, whatever that I think that's when I said a fas- reluctant or reluctant I just I meant th- honest like vulnerable you're not going and going like what's up fuckers you're like I hope this chemistry this, set I hope it works. works I hope it goes well yeah. um, but also I know I'll get mad at people I, I, I get but I you guess, do oh yes you turn on them yeah I've never known this. I have. It's uncomfortable. It's not good. Well, that's I why I won't good. watch Bill Burr's Philly set because 
I need to watch things that like calm me down and remind me to be gentle. Because believe it or not, I'm pretty close to turning on the crowd myself. No, it, I, get very, I get very aggro. What I've been trying to do, I took a, um, I took a peer specialist training uh, for mental health. Uh, it, anyways, I have to pass the test. So, but the point is, it's about, um, yeah, managing. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to use that with the crowd. Like, just like... What does that mean? In terms what are those of techniques? like seeing where are people at? Like if somebody's heckling or somebody's, you know, visibly not enjoying themselves, what's... what? What's how that? did we get here? Yeah. You know, I know why I'm here, but there must be an, kind of an interesting story on your, your voyage to the front row uh, where you're texting thousands of people. You're visibly bored. Yeah but you somehow feel like you can't leave. Yeah. Like that's kind of fascinating uh, about your personality or- I hear that. Or, uh, and, and sometimes it can be like, I, I don't know. It's and, empathy. I, I, You're I'm, wondering what is it like to be you? Yeah. And that's what I, this is going to sound crazy, but my wife is always telling me, Pete, it's exhausting watching you do comedy for an hour, not in a bad way. Yeah. But when I get a little mad that at 50 minutes, they're starting to get tired. Mm -hmm. Like just that. Oh, God, yeah, no. Even if you're not murdering, just listening to someone for 50 minutes. And I'm like, where were you on that one? And it's like, fuck it. So it's helpful to have a partner on the outside <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah just yeah. say yeah well that's my yeah my husband will have a reality check with me like did the, i think they gave you a standing ovation maria and i'm like yeah but i don't i always feel like people there was a delay well i always feel like they do a standing ovation because they're hoping i won't kill myself that's what i think oh, that's wow. my reason for it happening but uh which may be true it's okay i, I appreciate it you'll take it I'll, however I'll take you it can, however get. I can get it but i when oh my dad was always yeah he would always be sort of like put down things like you don't have you, you can't show the vulnerability of wanting to win of mm. wanting to do well mm. so like when we played board games as a kid it'd be like well i mean who even cares what the rules are i mean it doesn't i mean if you really care i guess that's up to you. Can With, I just say I don't know why, but that bothered me. Oh no, it's yeah, awful. Yeah, it's no, it's awful. no. I knew you meant it was awful, but I was like, oh, oh yeah, no, no, it's bad. Especially as someone like you that is craving authenticity yeah. and humanity and vulnerability. Three things that I also yeah. am really drawn to. The false. I was just just to relate. Don't yes, forget yes. where we are. I was watching. Uh, Alone. It's a show where they. I know. Oh, I've love watched Alone. all seasons. I love Alone. It's a metaphor for everything. Everything, yes. Since I've watched Alone, I'm like, oh my God, I have a metaphor for everything. This is like this. This is like how some people do it this way and some people do it this way. Well, do you remember Kylan? Kaylin? Kaylin? It doesn't matter. Season seven. Okay. She was great. I'm not criticizing. The, the blonde or the- She was a brunette. Brunette and she was sensitive. She got, ate a, she got bit by a squirrel. Um, I think no. That's there. There was a woman in season seven who continually. I think that was season six who kept getting bitten and cut. Okay, that woman. That was like an SNL sketch. Yeah, they kept cutting back to her, and she has an axe in her head, and she's like, "I don't know how this happened." She wounded herself so much. It doesn't matter who Kylan or Kaylin was. She just 
uh, couldn't even say that she wanted to win for women. And I was screaming at the TV saying, it's okay to want to win for women. But she was like, I want to win for women. Not that women are different from men, but because they're not different from men. But they are. But I just want a woman to win. Not that, and I was just going like, it's okay. It would be great if a woman won. Do you see why I brought that up? Yes, It's similar to being like, I don't even know what the rules are. It's like, it's okay. Just play the game. Play the game. You're a woman playing the game. It's okay. Well, and I think that is maybe something of being raised as a girl. I don't know. But my husband- No, for sure. She's a victim in this, for sure. Yeah. I was just trying to- it yeah, was out yeah. of a loving place going yeah. like, you're not a bad person okay. for wanting to be the first woman to win the show. Yeah. Well, and I used to play tennis with my uh, friend in in grade school and we would say, sorry, sorry. Hilarious. Hitting the ball back and forth, apologizing Wait, with each Not hit. a bit? No, not a bit. Because apologizing women. Is, like I hit it, I either hit it too hard for you to get or yeah, yeah. I hit it and... um. Yeah, or you got it, but it was a little harder That's than I thought. That's a heartbreaking thing yeah. that you just said. Yeah. but That's really... Okay, but, finish what you're saying about your dad and board games, and then we have to talk about Alone. But, oh yeah, I love Alone. My, yeah, well, just Scott, so we've we've played board games before, and um, he's very good at Scrabble. And um, now I realize how much fun it is he's to play QI games guy. with the rules. Like yeah. to play with the rules, it's fun. Yeah. Like we never learned to play with the rules. My dad would just go, well, let's put the two sets together and just play on one board until the board's filled up. And then get, then I just go, I mean, does it really matter anyways? Like <laughs> that is such a, you know what it is? I, I'm, let's take your dad out of it and just say that it reminds me of just like a self-centered, it's very self-centered and it's like a power a power play and it's familiar yeah when i was a little kid i'd be like let's play that game and my friend would be like you always lose interest and i'd be like i won't this time and then i would lose interest and i would as soon as i wasn't winning it was a it was a computer golf game and in my mind tell me this isn't this is like early kind of i'm not saying i have narcissistic personality disorder but i was a kid and i was like it's all about me baby and i was like what if i play the best anyone's ever played and then as soon as i'm not now i'm like fucking it up on purpose and he was just doing it properly yeah so of course he was frustrated with me uh i love i i hate how your dad plays board games (laughs) yeah no no and uh yeah and he he was and now your husband has has healed that a little he's healed that well now we we played um i have not played that yet but i'm sure he knows that one he knows xi we played um with aparna nancherla and her sweet pea gabe and um and they, anyways, they were very good at the game. They were rocking it, and it, and it was fun. I did not realize that p- playing r- rules for the can game fun. is fun. No, rules are what make it fun, fun. and yeah. so is a clock is what makes it fun. Right. Like basketball without a clock is a nightmare of men <laughs> endlessly My bouncing God. a ball. Like when does this end? <laughs> we start clapping to end it. And they're like, we know, but there's no quarters or periods. But that's so true. That's what makes us alone fun is alone is like it's no limits. Clock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that you know, you know, they're they're gonna stop at some time, or at least the, I felt bad about watching some seasons where it became like a snuff film, where it was like, 
oh no, what this guy's getting, getting too, he's getting too thin. Like yeah. somebody, like the guy in the was it Argentina where they're doing the one that was out in the Patagonia. Oh, I didn't see that one. oh no, oh, Patagonia. Patagonia. Yeah, yeah, that season six. Rough. There was a guy who got sent home and he, sent, he had was hoarding twenty two fish. Yeah, and he got really skinny. I know, which this, is a, yeah. He, and and you know you're in trouble when the Chiron comes up and says something. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy who's so skinny, mm-hmm. you're so worried about him, and yeah. it says uh, hoarding food is a sign of starvation. Yeah, isn't that weird? Isn't there something like uniquely human about how we how we break? Yeah, yeah. This is what I mean when I'm saying it's like that's a metaphor. It's like you have food. Well, that's you have eat it. You my, have to love yourself. You have to say maybe I'll give myself half the advance. Like, you know what I mean? It's like a similar Yeah, my my dad, well when he got he was getting depressed after my mom died, he lost. He was 5'10", he got to like 130 pounds, far too oh. thin, and that's and he would be like, "Ted, you got to fucking eat." And everyone was telling him to eat. Eat, 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 eat. Mm. His girlfriend was bringing over candy, etc. Yeah, and Mary and From uh, the who loves uh board games. She played this game called Mexican Train. I know the name is problematic, but she There are trains in Mexico. But there certainly are. <laughs> and other uh, people are riding on desperately um uh, towards who knows. And um <laughs> Uh, but she abandoned um, the riff like jumping off a train. Uh, <laughs> um, she would say, "Well, if you're losing, why and you're upset about it, you've got to go in the crybaby room," and which was so fun. I went in the crybaby room just to see what it was like. <laughs> she was she really was into games. I yeah am shocked <laughs> that someone said if you're losing and you don't like it, you got to go in the crybaby cry room. room. <laughs> and was there a room designated the crybaby yes, room? Yes, she pointed to it. What no, was I it? Mean, the it kitchen? Was, it was. I think it was. Just, it was like a room in the basement. Okay, this is taking a turn because that's a scary room. That's the scariest room in the house. No, I went in it briefly. It was fine. I, it was a choice. Had you she went decorated in it with streamers? <laughs> Did it say the crybaby room? Well, I think it's an emotional place you go to. Yeah. You know? It's not a metaphor, though. It is yeah, a physical yeah. place. It is a physical place. You go on in there. Um, no, Mary was the best. Um, oh, we're talking about Alone. Uh, but Alone, yeah. Uh, I love the show. Um, we're now... Yeah, I I always talk about with my husband of how long we'd last. Number one, my 10 items would be 10 Hershey's almond chocolate bars. <laughs> then we'd just lay down I in a bed of leaves. That. Yes. Bed of leaves yes. and just see how long we last. <laughs> so funny. We've we've been overdoing it. I can't hear Gilnet. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go check my traps. I need fat. Apache deadfall. Deadfall. <laughs> Apache Deadfall, yeah, yeah, Deadfall. It's it is sort of the same thing, and I'm always struck that people don't get weirder. Like you would be fun on that show because yeah. you would oh, like would once really you get a fast. little. That's what I mean. I, I I'm not trying to make light of of, no, no, no. of mental issues. Well, I wonder but if it's people like, take meds. I don't know if they're allowed their medications. They seem like steady eddies. Mm-hmm. It's day one hundred, and they're like, "Well, I'm here in Rock House, yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, this was all for my mom." Roland, why aren't you going like my armpits just to fuck another ass that doesn't shit? Like where was where was that? Where was that? I just fucked two stones dry. I could have wet them. Like 
Like, well, where's that? There's only been where's one that? poop joke in like nine seasons. Only one person <clears throat> pooped on, like peed or pooped. It was the the British lady who was just oh, on. Never she saw just, it. she just peed and said, "Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't have been." On. Uh, but yeah, they, <laughs> there's they've really been. I would make good a, on that. I'd thought, make a god day one. Yeah, <laughs> like not a real god, but like just a deity. A I'd make a god. <laughs> I would make a Groot like style oh. god, and I would be like. <laughs> And I'd leave it little fish. Like, I'd do stuff that would make them worry about me. I'm like, and I leave a piece of the fish to Groot. And they, my, well, I made this joke before, but they can't show it because it's Marvel, so they blur it. Oh. <laughs> and people are like, is this guy a big labia or something? I'm like, no, it's Groot. But I'd leave it little fish. I'd like, I'd pray to it. If I did, if my gill net was empty, I'd curse it. I'd go, curse you, Groot! Like, no one does that. They're, yeah, no. they're very normal wonder, for people though, who can live alone. It's editing i also think i wonder if they edit you think out. they spare them well like i don't want to know about farting too because you know there's a there's lot a of lot of farting and just for and the laughing. warmth of it and and laughing about their own farts. yeah yeah, I mean, yeah come on that's yeah got i thought it stuff. was i thought it was that fox i can i can do jordan from season six as well jordan was like i had to go out there and there was like a bunch of there's a bunch of snow on the ground. It's, it's like Canadian Native American voice. Yes, it was very, yes. very interesting to me. That Wolverine stole a lot of my fat. <laughs> oh, I love if, that if anyone's seen the show, they're dying because that's a very good impression. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went out, I killed a moose. I shot it with a blunt arrow and watched it die over nine hours. Pete Holmes going to be doing an alone uh, tour. He's doing a tour of alone impressions. It's a one-man show. Oh, my God. That would sell out. Uh, that you would think do, so? Oh, it's I a little so. big show. I can't figure it out. I think so. Well, yeah. I, th- I think it's definitely a niche that you get into. Yeah. Um, there's, there's definitely millions of people yeah. that have seen it because mm-hmm. they keep doing it. I wouldn't make it. You're, I remember when you got married. I forget where we were, maybe New York or something. It doesn't matter. But I was like, I'm like your dad. Does it even matter? Really? You know what my favorite story is? <clears throat> Sisyphus. That guy, you know, he has to roll up a stone, you know, up this hill, and then it rolls back down on him, and then he's just got to do it <laughs> again, right? I mean, isn't that the shit? Is your dad alive? Uh, no, he passed away because he, I, I believe part of it was because of depression. He just thought he stopped eating and he got COVID and he uh, he passed away within uh, probably like 48 hours. And it was just, it was so, it made me so sad. It was Whoa. just awful. Oh, I'm so uh, sorry. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry too. And um, the good thing, the good thing was that we all got to be there with my poppy and he did have those he had some wonderful hallucinations as really? he was, yeah so he was like oh there's a breeze off the lake this is a great day for a sail <coughs> oh look look it's my cookie club hey you guys hey you guys i want to play um my dad had a cookie no. my dad had a cookie club when he was a kid what a cookie club is you get uh your mother or your you know parent you go, hey, can you have all the kids come over once a week with their parent with a different kind of cookie? And that's called fucking cookie club. And you make that happen. That's something we can do. Yeah. Well, that's, we can do that. We can do a cookie club. Cookie club. Yeah. You ever have a chocolate chip cookie that has so much butter in it, you're like, is this butter with chocolate chips in it? And yeah. it's the best thing you've ever had? Oh, my God. I love that with the salt 
Salt. Salt really makes it. Took us a long time to figure out salt. Mm -hmm. I think some poor baker in like the 90s was like, put salt on it, it'll last longer. Like it was just a preservative. And we like stumbled into the best tasting thing. It's fantastic. I, I love food so much and I can't eat as much of it as I want. Uh, because then I'd have to keep buying new pants. And uh, that's really, it's irritating to me because I, you know, I mean, I've, I've, this is <laughs> this is a topic that's been covered. Pants. Sweatpants. Sweat, well, there's sweatpants or Vuari. Is, are, you, <laughs> have you, are you guys sponsored? What's Vuari? Vuari, it's a, it's a new Instagram company that has lots of uh, loose-fitting pants that are smooth. They smooth your edges. Um, also, I have a lot of Spanx, uh, which they're uncomfortable, so they must be cute. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, they hurt. Am I, I wore Spanx. Am I? <laughs> uh, for a couple of the seasons of Crashing, I was wearing Spanx because they're like it makes you look smoother. Isn't that? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, was like, I didn't think they did that yeah, to guys. No, they do. How? D- but I remember oh. being like, I guess this is what it is. Oh, I, I do so look gross. smoother. Yeah, no, it was uncomfortable. They did that to me. I, <clears throat> the time I got the most enraged, and this is a champagne problem, so please uh, erase this from the show if I sound <laughs> like a queen. <laughs> when I had my television show, um, they would come around and touch me around my waist, tucking in blouses. Oh, sure. And I wanted to howl yeah. from my the depths. Do not touch me around the waist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll join you in, in King Griping because the thing, when, when Crashing was canceled, the thing that I was the most happy about <laughs> was that people wouldn't come up and just... And they have to. They, oh, I know. But That's what, the whole job. Here's what I figured out. Talk about like mental illness, whatever. Or, or neurodivergence is yes, a better way yeah. to put it. One thing that I figured out is me being touched at certain times is different from other people being touched. And like sometimes Val comes up and tenderly cups my face and I'm like, I'm, you're putting apple cider vinegar in my eyeballs right now. Yeah, yeah. But I, I actually suppress it. I don't know if that's healthy, but I'll just kind of go like, it's almost over. It'll take. Like, I know she means it lovingly and it's okay, but sometimes I have like that fabric sensitivity and touch sensitivity and it really makes you feel like an outcast that you're like, this is, but people are hugging you or or something. They're kind, trying to be kind or uh, leading you by the small of your back. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop it. You gotta ask. You gotta ask. See, this is why you're so good at being (laughs) sensitive to people's feelings is because you've, you've wished that for yourself. Yeah, you, yeah, it's empathy. Yeah, and I, I would love to be, a, yeah, a warm uh, pile of softness, but I, I'm not, and uh, it's okay. I'm not it's a good time. I'm not. I'm not a good. We did, time. I'm having a nice time talking with you. Well, see, you give it these these perimeters. <laughs> you give it parameters. <laughs> you don't seem like the kind of person who's ever seen a ghost. Um, I haven't. My husband says he's seen a ghost. Really. I want to believe him. I respect him. But uh, also, also, strike one. Also, I, also I, I wonder, all right, I just go, well, that's your experience. My sister what also- What is his ghost? Has, his ghost was in an attic uh, in his neighborhood. It was in the garage of an attic, and it was like an old man. And I was like, there was probably an old man living up there. <laughs> but uh, my sister 
Now that's... He kept saying something about food. <laughs> food and help me. Yeah. And we were like, get out of here, ghost. It's like, oh, what if... Lock the attic. There's a ghost up there. And he's like, my name is Reynolds. What if the zombies come? No, there is a fentanyl problem. There is a genuine fentanyl problem. <laughs> the zombies are here. Yes, the zombies are here. Interesting. Um, my sister, yeah, my sister sees and, you know, has connections Spirits. and sees with people. Uh, yeah. And I just, oh, so she does like almost like seances. Like I will. Uh, she does journeys from what I know. And so, uh, uh, yeah, totally. And I, it seems wonderful. Like it really yeah. gives her guidance and makes, Is gives her life meeting. Meaning, um, I believe she's done ayahuasca. I don't want to say that publicly if she doesn't feel comfortable. Uh, but if then, you're a shaman and a life coach, go ahead and assume the government's like this lady's sipping the medicine. She's maybe had uh, a she imbibes. Of, yeah, uh, yeah, a couple of sips. Um, Your parents did ayahuasca. Uh, no, they turned out they didn't. They wimped out at the last minute. So my dad, oh, no. uh, my mom, uh, she said she got a message from Jesus. Um, through, I think it was the placement of a blanket on her bed. She said, if the blanket is, you know, in a certain way, then I'll do it. And if it's not, I won't. All right. And um, <laughs> uh, my dad, he, he asked. It's a big decision to put to the blanket. Really is. My dad decided. Well, I just said, you know, to the shaman. I said, "Hey, Paul, could we just do something softer, like mushrooms?" Which I was just, you know, Dad, this is a wholly indigenous right. You can't just say, "Oh, could you cut the communion one with some diet sprite?" Yeah, I'd love to have the sanctified blood of Christ, but if you got two rocks and a lime back there. <laughs> Uh, but he, yeah, he did. You know, yeah. I somehow listened to the bit, and I must have just tuned out that they didn't do it. I don't they know did how not I missed do it. it. Yeah, and I was, I was, I was so scared for them because they, you know, but they, uh, yeah, and I know people who have had just wonderful experiences. I mean, it does help. I, I mean, there's medical literature. I'll be that yeah, guy. Yeah, evidence. That says or- that mushrooms and psychedelics do help with death. Uh, Fear. Fear. And uh, ketamine. I yeah. know that my husband just tried ketamine. Um, and he, yeah, he, you'd have to ask him, but he, I don't I don't know if it was something he wants to do again. Uh, but it was pricey, which that feels good. When you <laughs> throw some cash at something, it's like, oh, no. I, I mean, uh, I really dig something. But... Um, as uh, someone who's done ketamine, I would imagine he would like to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. He. It's, yeah. Well, he said it was just like getting high, and then you come back to reality and go, "Huh, all right." Interesting. I've heard it framed other ways. My experience was atypical, I think, but a lot of people the um, the euphoria of it emboldens them to do shadow work. Is is oh. they say the same thing about ayahuasca? Is there's like a there's a oneness, a feeling of unity that you then go back from while you're still on the drug and go like, okay, I can look at this, this, or this, whether it be a fear of death. Imagine just feeling so connected to everything that your own death becomes as inconsequential as like whether or not I pick this up and put it back down. And then you're not afraid. So you're like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's think about it. It's, it's, it's kind of like that. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, he said he was inside the color brown. That sounds about right. And then, that, then it was over, and uh, I believe it was four hundred dollars. That's a lot of money. And then um, he had to go back through the metro system of Los Angeles, 
which is a whole other dimension in itself. So yeah. uh, I I don't I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Are you have how many times have you done it? I just did it once. Once. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, was, would you recommend it then or I would. You know who it really helped too was Gary Gullman who came up. Oh. In my mind earlier. Yes, yes. He had some uh, good experiences from that because it helped him transcend a very crippling depression. Yes, of course. Yes, yes. It would do that. It would take you up. But then it unfortunately puts you uh, back. You know, it's not a cure, but it is a a break. Yeah, it gives you a break. in the break, you can kind of go like, where am I in the maze? These aren't Gary's words. I'm just saying that's kind of the idea. Yeah. I would... You know, I do recommend it to people, but not to everybody. It, w- it would certainly depend on yeah. a professional or whatever you want. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that responsibility <laughs> on a professional. You're gonna um, want to talk to a professional. About yeah, and a professional. That's also so hard. Yeah, like I have a psychiatrist. He takes my insurance, so that's why I love him. Um, <laughs> but my psychiatrist only texts, which I believe is not a uh, good care. But. Um, and it's, it's only emojis. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's the guy walking in the hole emoji. He says, he, he texts, I'll text him. He'll text me back and go, let's count this as an appointment. I'll be like, you do you. You do you, Dr. Shaw. Let's count this, <laughs> this as an appointment. appointment. <laughs> you should write back, let's count this as a live concert. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me $75. You owe Ticketmaster $75 and, and me $75. Well, I, I, I've heard you reference being an atheist before. Yes. Um, I'm curious. I'm, worried. I'm just worried. I'm checking the time. Just no, check sure the time. We're wrapping up. We're okay. out of here. Okay, okay. This is the last Okay, last, last bit. Last we even, chunk. We can even skip it. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Okay. Yes. No, no, no. That wasn't passive aggressive. I'm, I'm like, this is your episode. Okay. We've done so much. Yes. Uh, the t- We've been going 90 minutes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's where we're at. That's plenty. Nobody needs more than... You'd, you'd be surprised. Oh, wow. A lot of people out there... This is very Maria Bamford. A lot of people out there with driving jobs. A lot of people out there with data entry jobs. Things that they don't need their full mental so okay. they can get involved. And they love a long form. Love a long so they're they're with you. They they enjoy it. Okay. Don't you dare tweet them a word that that indicates that they made it to this point in the episode. Banana bread. Um, <laughs> I scooped I, I, for breakfast. I had a scoop of peanut butter and a diet coke, and that's one of the many recipes that you'll find in my new book. Um, uh, sure, I'll join your cult. Sure, I'll join your cult. Yeah. Anyways, I, I had to promote something because I, I no, I, I loved uh, it. It just sounded so much like you said, Cheryl, join your call. <laughs> Cheryl, oh no, no. Have you ever been in a? Well, you were in Christianity. Yeah, I right? was in Deep. Christianity, which I consider more of a kink than a cult. <laughs> it's so kinky. Oh now yeah. Now that I think about it, it's. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just saying when I look back on my own relationship to God at that time, there was a very like Equus, the play Equus. Yes. There's a real like. God knows I'm a piece of shit. He's after me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just kind of makes yeah. your nips tingle a little bit. You're just sort of like, ooh, what's he going to do? And and it, uh, when you mix sexuality into that and the mm. evil of it and you want it so bad, it's almost like, you know when you like go off chocolate for a month yeah. to eat chocolate and make it better? It's almost like that idea got smeared into a whole part of our biology. Yes. To actually kind of like overtly or maybe unintentionally make it hotter. 
<laughs> yep, my I had a Christian evangelical Christian roommate in college <clears throat> who when her boyfriend and her got too hot and heavy with the making out, yeah. they would get down on their knees and pray together, I'm sure. Yeah. For the feelings to go away and I said that is the fucking hottest thing I've ever heard in it my is. life. <laughs> it is. I I've said this a million but I'm going to say it to you. There our pastor was fired or like disbarred or whatever it is. The elders booted him because he had sex with someone he was counseling and I was like I I know. Of course. I, I, yes, of course. It's like a cliche. Um, I understand there's a power dynamic. I, I don't know the details. Um, I just know there's a lot of different ways to look at this, as I'm realizing before I say my riff. I'm just saying they fell in love. They started having sex. And I'm like, you can't get hotter. Yeah. You can't get hotter than we're going to hell for this. Like, yes. that's, it's the ultimate, yeah. like, uh, what's the word? Not cosplay, but it's like, yeah, oh my yeah. God, I, I want, uh, yeah. it's like, it's like Pride and Prejudice. Like, yeah. I know our families are forbidden, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. even more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like biblical. It's, biblical. Yeah, like old school God is like going to fucking get yeah, me if yeah. he catches us, so we better do it behind these yeah. fucking bushes. I had to seduce my father so that we could give the ch- more children of Israel. What's that one that's lat? Is that, no, uh, uh, Lot's daughters. Lot's daughters. So. Oh, they, they're banging on his door, and they give him they, his other daughters to they, to us uh, to rape. I'm sorry, there's no, no other way to say. Well, it. yeah, the I the story goes they leave Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, uh, his wife looks back. She turns into a pillar of salt. All he Delicious. has is his two daughters. They get their dad drunk. You know and then you love salt when that story. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> they, then they rape their father um, so that they can continue the tribe of Israel Oh yeah, they want to get pregnant. Yeah, they want to yeah, get yeah, pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't think that how I don't think that's how that went down. But uh There's I love another it. <laughs> story. I was confusing it with another horrible story which was they wanted to rape somebody and they sent out someone else. They were like, "We well, can't have them, but here's the other." It, like I don't even know yeah, who that yeah. is. Yeah, there's a lot of goof troop in that. <laughs> there's a lot of goof troop in there. All that aside, formalized religion aside, you know, when we were talking about ketamine and experience of oneness, yeah. and even science would talk about the quantum field or, or, or like the, the, the singularity, the, the yes. lowest point of everything being kind of in this math. Or, or what, I'm, what I'm really saying is like the Big Bang is the idea that everything was one thing and it expanded. Yes. Um, I'm wondering if you have any sort of feeling about reality other than just like a rock and mammals and living and dying. Is there a bigger picture? For Maria Bamford, <laughs> I wish. No, that should be your only answer, I and I'll always remember that you just went no, and would never forget it. Okay, because it's great. No, but now I do want to hear all your thoughts. If you, if no, you want I don't share. know. I don't know. I, I yeah. I, I mean, I think I am limited. Mm. Uh, I, I wish I had more thoughts. Uh, that'd be great, um, but I seem to. You don't um, need more thoughts. I circulate in a in a certain uh, uh, pattern because um, it's fun. And uh, what's the pattern? The pattern is um, well, this one seems to still get me. I get triggered or whatever by I go. Oh, 
Uh, you can't go out because you're old and filthy and unattractive. Okay, so that's an exciting thought. And then I go, oh, but the, you're also, uh, nobody wants to talk to you because you're not uh, of wor- any worth. And then uh, then I trigger on for that and I go, oh, but what about the thing where you're uh, not good enough to be outside? And then I go back to, oh, I better stay inside. Mm. And that's, that's a little circle. I run it every day and uh, I usually can pop myself out of it with a nitro cold brew, uh, which is what I did prior to this yeah. uh, talk. And I hope, I hope, uh, yeah, I was, I was really here. <laughs> you were <laughs> really moment. here. And you know, I know what you're describing isn't logic based. It's not, it's not evidence based. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, no, it's, it's a disease. Bananas. It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's absolute trash. <laughs> because That's why I was going to say me saying like, you're worthy. It's wonderful yeah. to talk to you. Yeah. You're a treasure. It's not, it's not the solution, no. but I am still going to say it. Well, thanks. It's wonderful talking and to you. And it's wonderful talking to you, too. Yeah. And it's wonderful to come into your home. I love be- seeing people's homes. Yeah, do you I the- thought you... Li- I almost went into the house across the street. Yes. And I got real scared because it was very... Art- like, it's yeah. an articulated, no, fancy house. home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Why'd they do this? Yeah. Uh, like, I- I- I'm really going to be monstrous. Yeah. And then, because yeah. I make things dirty as soon as I enter them. Oh. And now, I'm like, oh, this seems much more colorful, playful. If you like a lived-in look. Uh, yeah, I love it. Hang out Thank with the you. Holmeses. Yeah. I, I, we have a lived-in place. There's lots of I dog pee. I have a pee. stack of books that you can put yeah. a drink on. Yeah, put a drink on. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm not adverse to a cobweb in the corner. Oh, spiders yeah. hanging happily. Hanging happily. It looks like they're the most unhappy you can be. It's a suicide joke. <laughs> you see a spider and you're like, oh no, he's quite, he's hanging quite happily. Oh, he's hanging. Yes. No, he's, he's got stuff to do. Well, I am delighted. Thank you so much for having me and allowing you me to plug. You can't wrap it up. I'm just, I can't. I'm just kidding. I'm just I've kidding. I've got to go. I'm just kidding. I can't possibly talk anymore. You're a delight. Thank you. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. That thank was hundred percent so a joke. Uh, would you say keep it crispy? You've said it before when you did the live show. It's just how we say goodbye. Keep it crispy. <laughs> thank you, Maria. Thank your you. new book. Sure, I'll join your cult is available September. September. Goodbye. Nice.